Father, may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts today be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In your bulletins, you have a, uh, a, an insert that has the scriptures for the, for the sermon on it. it. Across the top, it says, preparing the soil of our hearts and has today's date. I encourage you to get that out. In the seat back in front of you, there are pens. If you don't have a pen, you may want to grab one. You might want to circle things, underline things, take notes, or uh, figure out your to-do list for later on in the day. You've got to have a place to write it down. So we put pens there. If you're sitting in the front row, uh, you can reach around to the seat behind you and get a pen if you need it. And do that. Um, this parable is also found in two other places in the Gospels. Uh, Mark chapter 4 and Luke chapter 8 also has the parable of the sower. It's practically identical in each one. There are small differences in each one, but that shouldn't surprise us. I mean, after all, Jesus went around and traveled the length and breadth of Israel, teaching different groups of people. It makes sense. He's going to teach the, you know, the same thing to different groups, and he'll adapt it a little bit as he goes, right? So it shouldn't surprise us that there are some differences. In fact, it's kind of neat that there are. Um, in Luke and in Mark, the, the focus when Jesus reveals what it's all about, he says that it's about the Word of God and receiving the Word of God or not and, and how different people receive the Word differently. Here, it's not talking about the Word of God specifically. It's talking about the kingdom of God. You hear about the kingdom of God. And what's kingdom? It's not a place. It's... In your heart. It, it's the rule and reign of God. It's where God rules and reigns, how He rules and reigns, to what extent we give Him permission to rule and reign in us, in our circumstances. You know, because He's, even though He's God and He can overwhelm us, He tends to be a gentleman and not do it without our permission. Right? Okay. So, I used to think that, that these parables had more to do with different kinds of people and that some people don't get it and some people do and don't we all want to be the ones that do, right? Okay. I, I don't quite think that anymore. I think that that um, there's wisdom to be gotten here on what to do to become the people that get it. Okay. Because he talks about four different kinds of soil, right? One kind of soil is... The hard soil, the path where the seed's sown, but the birds, it doesn't even go in the ground. The birds come and get it, and, and it's gone. Second kind is rocky. There's rocky soil, right? Third kind is thorny soil. You know, it's weeds, and it, uh, the good stuff gets choked out. Fourth kind is the good soil. It produces a big harvest. Well, I used to think, oh, man, I, I want to be the good soil. Glad I'm not one of the others, you know. Sorry for them. But then I thought, well, what would it be like if we could plow up the hard soil, remove the rocks, clear-cut the thorns, and start to have good soil in more people or more areas of our life? Because I think we all we have that, all of us have all of that somewhere in our lives. Okay? So that's what I'm talking about today. It's how do you get rid of the stuff that you that we don't need. Great. All right. Um, Farmer went out to sow his seed, says in verse three. 
they used to sow seed and, and they, they wouldn't plant it one by one in holes in the ground. They'd have a bag of seeds, you know, and, and they'd scatter it, just pull out handfuls and scatter it as they walked along. It still happens in a lot of the world today. So a farmer goes out and he's sowing his seed and he's, he's scattering it some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. And this is talking about hearts. Jesus tells us later on, he, the disciples say, what does that mean? What were you saying, Jesus? You're hard to understand. And he's like, okay, guys, it's about hearts. And the point is, is uh, that at times our hearts can be hard. Just, just like that soil. It's so packed down. It's, it's, there's no way for seeds to get in it. It resists the seeds coming in. And our hearts can be that same way. We can be hard-hearted, hard-headed. Um, we resist the things that God wants to do. We either, res- either resist hearing from Him. And doesn't God want to have a relationship with us? Kind of hard to have a relationship if you never listen to the other person. Right? I mean, I know that a lot of people are trying to do that in their marriages and they never listen and they're trying to have a good marriage. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You've got to be able to listen. Let me tell you what. God is always speaking. He speaks now one way, now another. The mind of man may not perceive it. All right? It's, it's like uh, if, if you have a radio, you know, and if you're not on the right station, you're not getting it. Now, this room right now, Filled with radio waves. There's a lot being said all around us. But if you don't have a radio that's tuned into the right station, you're not going to get it. You're not listening. Okay? God is speaking all the time. Now one way, now another. Do you have a radio tuned in to listen? To pick it up? To, to let Him have His way in your life? And some of us are resistant to that idea. We're, we, you know, it's like, man, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that religious stuff. I mean, look at all, all the people that do. They're hypocrites and all that. I don't want to be like that. Or I'm kind of scared of what God might say. What if God wants me to become a missionary in Africa? Let me tell you what. Somebody got it right back there. Some of you may get to go to Africa. And, but unfortunately, God isn't going to call many of you to do it. You know, but but some of us get scared. What if God says I have to quit dating them? What if God says I have to go apologize to them? What if God says I'm the one that's really wrong? What if, what if, what if? And we get resistant to it. I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm scared of it. What do we do with a heart that's like that? Well, when you have ground that's like that, what do you do with hard ground that nothing can, can permeate? Anybody ever, ever farmed or planted a garden or flowers? What do you do? You've got to plow it up and you've got to water it, right? Let me tell you what. This is a little secret. This is a free tip. You don't have to pay for this one. It is better if you do it than if God does it. Okay, it's better if you do it than if God does it, because if God does it, you got to have a big storm to loosen up packed dirt. Who wants a big storm in their life? 
If, if you're going to start breaking up and turning over packed up dirt, that takes an earthquake. If God's going to do it, don't let it get to that point. Okay? Earth, earthquakes can look like all kinds of things. Um, you, you might, it, it's the stuff that upsets the, the way that things have been going. You have to deal with this stuff, right? Yeah, uh, you get married. You get a divorce. You have a birth in the family. You grow your family. You have a death in the family. You get a job. All these things are earthquakes. All these things are, are storms. You get a job. You lose a job. You get a new place to live. You leave the old place behind. All of these things can be earthquakes. All these things can be ways that God is 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 trying to till up and, and break up hard stuff in us. Not every time. I'm not saying that just because you're going through that, that's God. But remember, God is not out to get you back for things. God is out to win you back with things. Okay? But where you have hard soil, it's better for you to deal with it than for God to have to deal with it in you. Agree? All right. Rocky soil. Rocky soil, uh, Jesus teaches and he says, uh, in the rocky soil, the, the seeds that fell there, it grew up pretty quick. But then what happened? The sun shone on it, and it dried up, right? Because what? The roots didn't go deep enough. That kind of makes sense, right? I mean, we all get that. Even if you're not a farmer, you kind of get it. It's like, okay, if you don't have enough roots, then, you know, with the tree, if the tree doesn't, its roots aren't big enough, it gets blown over in the wind. Uh, Plant, if it doesn't have enough roots, it gets to the water. When it gets dry, if it can't get water, it's done. I mean, we get that, right? What, what does that mean for us? When, when, when Jesus says later on to his disciples, oh yeah, the, the, the folks, the, the rocky soil, I'm talking about folks that what? It's in, it's on your sheet of paper, by the way. What, what happens with, with people? What's it like? So, what's rocky soil like in people? Let's read it together. It's on the top of the, the second page. It's verses 20 and 21. Let's start in, in 21. But since he has no root, read it with me. Since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. So when trouble comes, if you don't have deep enough roots to find nourishment, then, then you just you fall away, you quit, you give up, you're done. I don't need that anymore. I thought God was supposed to make everything go just perfect in my life. I thought that when I became a Christian, everything was supposed to be fine. I'm not going to get sick. I'm always going to have enough money. People are going to like me. That's Sorry. I mean, if some of you are sitting here because of that, I, I'm sorry. I'll take responsibility on behalf of the church, but that's wrong. It doesn't go that way. Trouble is going to come. 
you're going to face some stuff, and if your roots aren't deep enough, mm, you're not going to stick around with it. All right? This is, in a lot of ways, this is a warning. Um, how do you develop roots? The first thing you have to do is you have to remove the rocks. Okay, that's what you do in soil. I don't know about y'all. We did have a garden for ever so often growing up. And we had to go out and... Uh, uh, it wasn't a very big garden, thank goodness, but uh, I remember mom and dad taking basically a, a big pick and, and putting it in the soil, breaking up the soil. Then there were, there were rocks in there. That was part of my job. I had to go through and get the rocks and put them over in the rock pile. And even after we thought we'd gotten all the rocks, after it rains or something, guess what? You see more rocks. And I'd have to keep on going out and getting them, putting them in the rock pile. Anybody else ever do that? Yeah, some of you, yeah. Some of you do. So how do you remove the rocks? Okay. Um, some of the rocks are things like hurry. We are very impatient. We want it all to happen. We want it all to happen now. You notice Jesus said with, with the seeds that were sown in the rocky place, it, it was shallow soil. Things grew up real quick. Right? It's probably because in shallow soil, it holds some water when the sun's not scorching down on it. I mean, it's, it's like, oh, this is good stuff. You know, it's got everything it needs. Plant grows up real quick until it gets really hot in the heat of the summer. And all that water's gone, right? All that, and, and, but it can't get deeper to find more water. So we like things to go fast. We, we respond well, you know, right away. Things are going good. Um, we're in a hurry. But then we get impatient, and that's one of our problems. You ever, you ever kind of prayed this prayer? Dear God, I have this problem. You know this problem's, you know, problem A, B, C. And uh, so, so God, uh, I'm praying that you'll do something about that problem. God, I, I can tell, I'm sorry, you must be real busy. But it's been ten minutes and, and I'm... I'm I'm really hoping you do something about my prayer. Right? You ever prayed that prayer? And we just, we don't have, we don't have patience. We're in a hurry. Okay, that's, that's a rock. That's a barrier to growing deep roots. Deep roots take time. It takes time to, to grow the things that matter. I don't know if you want to live in a house that was put up in a day. All right? Yeah, that's a tent. That's a tent. There, there are things that have better foundations that I'd rather live in, right? Okay. Hurry is self-defeating. We want God to, to speak quickly, do quickly, and all that. But the things that matter take time to develop. Other things that get in the way, our attitudes, our relationships, our distractions. Smartphones are hideous, and I use one. I was really proud of myself yesterday. I, uh, uh, I didn't get on social media yesterday until the very end of the day because somebody sent me a message that I had to respond to. I was like, that was the first day in a while, let me tell you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. But let me tell you, there are a lot of distractions in this thing. There are a lot of distractions in this thing, and they get in the way. 
So you have to get rocks out and you also have to water your roots. To water roots in life, I think there, there are two really good ways to do it. One is you've got to have time with God. Okay? You've got to do that on a regular basis. I suggest daily. Have time when you're quiet before God. Why quiet? So you can hear Him. I mean, some of us get in such a rush of, well, God, you know, thanks for today. Thanks for the food that we had and uh, uh, that I got a good sleep and I'm healthy. But would you uh, help me out with my job? And, and God, I, don't, I really don't know what to do about this thing. And, and uh, I could really use your help with the other. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs> God's like, hello? Hello? Where'd he go? You know, where'd she go? It, it takes some time. To listen, there are a couple of scriptures on here. Psalm 46.10. God actually has to tell us, be still. Be still. And know that I'm God. Wait, I know that. I, I, I know. I know God. Okay, i got to go. You know, No, 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 no. Be still. And know that I'm God. That doesn't seem very productive, God. I mean, I really want you to shh, 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 be still. Right? Don't you hear that? Elijah was trying to hear from God in 1 Kings 19. And in all the loud things that were going on, God wasn't there. But then there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And a lot of times when God speaks, it's a gentle whisper. And you've got to listen for it. That takes practice, that takes time, that takes quiet. Okay? I'm not talking about with your ears. God doesn't have to use our ears to get to us. He can go straight in our mind. Right? But you've got to be quiet. Another way to water your roots is to spend time with about a table full of other Christians. On a regular basis. Not just eating. But, but talking about and doing the things that matter. Studying the scriptures together. Praying together. Bearing each other's burdens. Loving on each other. Rejoicing with each other. Walking through this together. About a, about a table-sized group. Okay? Sunday mornings are good. Sunday mornings are when all these table-sized groups get to come together and we get to celebrate together. You've got to do that. You, got, you have to clear out the rocks out of your life. Okay? The barriers that come between you and God. And you've got to put water in it. Quiet times and other people. All right, then Jesus uh, talks about the, the thorny ground. It says, in the thorny ground, the... The seeds grow up, but they're surrounded by other plants who aren't good, aren't healthy, and, and end up choking the life out of the good plants, right? And there are things in our lives that do the same thing. Most of it is, is in, today, being a Westerner, is, is busyness. We are so busy that the things that really matter get choked out of our lives. 
We are so busy. We're preoccupied. Uh, Jesus identifies a couple of things in particular. Worry. It's stress. It's stress and worry and, the, and things that we're concerned about. You know, how, how are we going to pay the bills? What, what's, uh, what about my job? Think, you know, things aren't too solid at, at my workplace. And I don't know what we're going to eat today. And that gummit, are the Jaguars ever going to win? And I mean, we're worried. We're stressed about things, aren't we? We have to clear cut the thorn bushes out of our lives if we really want the good things to happen. Uh, the the addictions, the apathy. We have to get them out. Worry. Jesus also identifies riches. Seeking riches, working for them, letting that be your goal, um, can can be overwhelming. I mean, the the focus that it can take in your life. There there's a. I heard a story recently. It was uh, supposedly a true story. A woman dies. She's a multi-millionaire, and she died by her own hand. She committed suicide. And somebody was there and remarked to her son, said, Oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry that happened. She had so much to live for. And the son replied, No, she had a lot, but she didn't have much to live for. Sometimes we can get so preoccupied by having stuff that we run out of stuff to live for. Okay? We let the secondary things become the primary things. Primary things are the relationships that we have with God and with other people. Um, There's nothing wrong with having money. There is something wrong with money having you. And people get preoccupied to the point the money ends up having them. Jesus in Luke also identifies pleasures. There's nothing wrong with pleasure, y'all. God created you so that you could have pleasure. It's part of his pleasure that, that you can have pleasure. However, you can get so busy pursuing fun that you miss life. You miss God. You miss the things that matter. Did you know that you don't have to do anything in your yard to grow weeds? Testify, right? You don't have to do anything in your life to have worries come up, distractions come up, and things that, that start to distract you and take you away from the things that matter. It's just going to happen. What you have to do is recognize it and be ready to clear-cut those things out. Cut them back. Don't let them take over. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. That word really means more than what goes on between your ears. It's the one that does something with it. When, you, when God speaks to you, like this morning, that may have been God speaking to, to somebody in here. It, it may have been you. And you have that sense of, oh, 
God wants me to lay some stuff down or God wants me to take up. Okay. I'm glad you have it in your head. Now what I'm concerned about is what are you going to do with it? Because that's your understanding. That's what Jesus was talking about. It's not just up here. It's what you're doing. Now, how many people in here believe that it's really wise not to spend more than you make? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand about whether or not you follow that advice. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do it. And some of us, even with the things of God, you know it. And when it's said in the front and when we read the scriptures and Larry's preaching and you're like, Amen, that's right. But you aren't doing a darn thing with it. You are not letting God form you. You agree with it up here, but it it isn't out here. I'm getting convicted myself. I really am. I really am. How many of you know it's better to eat healthy and exercise? So do I. I'm sorry. I need to repent. I'm serious. I, I know you're laughing. I'm glad, I'm glad there's humor in it. But seriously, I need to repent. I do. I do. You have to cultivate the right fruit. In Matthew, it says, The one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the one who hears the word, understands it, and produces a crop. You might want to circle those. Hear it, understand it, and produce a crop. All right? Hearing it means that you take it and you take it in and, and you start to respond to it. Understanding is you work it into your life. It becomes part of who you are. Producing a crop means you're helping other people with it too. It doesn't just stop with you. It goes to 100 people or 60 or 30 beyond you. It could be your children. could be your friends. could be folks in, in the class. could be folks at work. Do you know the, the best way to really learn a lesson when God shares something with you is share it with other people. Have you ever been in a class and, and uh, teachers teaching and, and students are learning? Who's, who's learning more, teacher or students? I'm betting the teacher. I'm serious. That's just how it works. When you teach something, then you really know it. When you share the things that, that God has shared with you, you know, the, the things that come from that quiet time where it's like, huh, I never realized that the Scripture says, you know, well, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. They'll benefit from it, but so, so will you. It's going to produce a harvest. Mark adds, when he tells this story, the same thing about the parable of the sower, he has another word in there. He says, uh, the, the people hear it and accept it. You have to take it, take it in. When God is doing something, you have to take it in. Luke adds another little thing in it. He says, the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Oh, God, give us noble and good hearts. Who hear the word, retain it. It seems to imply something about holding on to it. Don't let go of it. And by persevering, produce a crop. Okay? Persevering. 
Persevere. 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 Don't give up. Do it. Keep on doing it. Sow it into you, you know, the things that God says. Just keep at it. Don't give up. Got to break up the soil. You have to get out the rocks and add the water. You have to clear cut the thorns that are going to strangle the life out of you. Then you have to hear it, receive it, and persevere in it. Then you're going to produce a crop. Then you're going to start seeing God's answer to your prayers. Then you're going to start becoming the kind of person that you wish that you'd been all along. Right? Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, help us to be those people. To deal with those things that are in our soul that don't need to be there. To break it up. And God, I pray that you give us a chance to break it up ourselves. Uh, Lord, we want to be the, the people that hear you. That we have that intimacy with you. That we hear you. We, we retain what you say and, and do it and persevere in it. So that we can see your hand at work in our lives. So make us into those people, Lord. Deep roots, good soil, and productive. To the glory of Jesus. Amen. 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 Let's stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.